Well, this morning, church, we have the privilege of hearing a local story. Local stories are stories of God's grace at work in the lives of those who are a part of local church St. Pete. And so what we want to do is we want to highlight God's grace. We want to celebrate where he's at work in, in people's lives. Just slow down and, and hold high the beauty of what he's doing in our midst, both what he's done in, in years past in bringing people out of darkness and what he's doing presently in their lives. And so this morning, we have the privilege of hearing from Brianna Millen. And so let's welcome her as she comes. My name is Brianna. Hi, local church. I've been coming here for about seven months now. I started coming at the end of July, and I just want to say that I'm very grateful to be a part of what the Spirit is doing in our church, and I just want to express some gratitude to those of you that I've met. And if I haven't got the chance of meeting you yet, I would love to, but until then, I will tell you some about my story of how I've came to Christ. So I grew up to understand the spiritual world from a different perspective than most. My grandmother taught me alternative ways of spirituality, and even as a young child, I had always been very inquisitive and inspired by the idea that there is more to the world than meets the eye. This visionary perception I was gifted, I can credit a credit to God and God alone as a gift, which ultimately led me down a path to seeking truth. And we know that those who seek truth will truly find it. This spiritual journey began with third eye meditation, interpreting omens, and divination. All that was taught to me from a very young age. I did not grow up in the faith. However, I had been to church sporadically growing up on the occasional holiday. But the scriptures and Jesus were not a part of my everyday life. It was at the age of 14 that I began to go to church more consistently, and I got baptized because... In my spirit, I felt like that was the right thing to do, but I didn't fully understand the true meaning behind baptism. I believe that Jesus was important, and I certainly had a measure of faith, but I still remained in question about the gospel. Around that time, a neighbor of mine named Miss June, she would read me Bible verses and tell me about the Lord while we baked together. It was very sweet, um, lots of sugar, mostly was there for the sugar, but I got much more of a blessing from that. She gifted me an old King James pink Bible that I carried with me. And although I heard those stories, I didn't grasp the reason for Jesus being put on the cross. A huge part of me was left wondering, attempting to piece together a puzzle and looking for the pieces in all the wrong places. With that being said, Satan knows that God has a calling over my life. And naturally, many thorns of life were thrown my way, which left me hurt and seeking healing for my soul. This journey I spoke of earlier eventually evolved to me doing witchcraft as a way of life by the age of 20. After moving away from my hometown to Savannah, Georgia, from the outside, my life seemed fine. At the time, I was spiritually attuned. I was living in a new city. I had like-minded friends, and I had a very caring boyfriend. And I was very healthy eating-wise, and I felt like I was spiritually healthy as well. 
What more could I want? Amidst all the outward portrayal of having my life together, I found myself in a pit, plagued by nightmares and suicidal thoughts. Thoughts that I had battled with since the age of 13. Once again, I, f I found myself crying out to God, like I always had when things went wrong. But this time, it was different. In tears, I sat in my bed, writing desperately in my journal, an entry about how if I couldn't have God, I didn't want anything at all. I wanted friends who wanted God, a life surrounding things that God wanted for me, and a heart reflecting his love. I surrendered. In this moment, I looked over to the bookshelf in the corner of my room, and on the floor was that old pink King James Bible. So, exhausted yet hopeful, I went to grab it and dusted it off, dusted literally spider webs and dust off of it, and opened it to the first page that I could be greeted with. Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 13. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations here. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practice divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcrafts, or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because of these same detestable practices. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The Lord your God was direct, and it spoke to my soul. He called me his. Hearing these words, I experienced an immediate reverence, a light and darkness, and since I have held on to this light with everything I have in me, which led me to where I am now, completely changed by the blood of Christ, living a life in submission to wherever the Spirit would call me, and letting go of anything that would separate me from him. Delivered from depression and set free from a life ruled by sin. I do want to say that the process of giving my life to Christ was not an overnight life immediate change. I had many wrestling matches with God. So many that for the first year when I moved back here, I wanted to spend all my free time in the Bible, spending time with the Father. There were many things I had to let go of and walk away from as I sought the Lord to be my counselor. He brought me back to the sunshine state <laughs> to pursue my degree in psychology after faithful answering of where he may lead me. He led me away from old hobbies, certain types of music, unfruitful relationships, jobs, and even the way that I used to dress. Many occult items I have acquired throughout the years, I ended up throwing out or destroying so they couldn't be used again. Over the course of two years, I still continue to ask God to remove things from my life that do not lead me closer to him, as I will forever. For some time, I felt intimidated by the weight my testimony held, and I tried to water it down to make people feel comfortable when I would tell it. But I realized that that weight that I was feeling was the weight of God's glory. After spending time in prayer and letting go of this fear of man and living to please people and not Christ, I feel a spirit of confidence in declaring all that God has done for me and through me. 
God has been able to use my story in beautiful ways, and I believe that he still will. As a full-time student, an employee, an intern, a member of a local church, sister, daughter, friend, or any other title I can be boxed into, my priority is to be a servant of the Lord with everything I have in me. Through the busyness of life and seemingly mundane responsibilities we have, a life of servanthood towards the Most High God is truly our most honorable pursuit. Psalm 139, verses 7 through 8 say, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Through all of my searching, I have found that there is nowhere that we can flee from our God and his presence. He is with us through the storm, and he is certainly not one to ever withhold his light from shining on our faces. It is my prayer that as a church, we can walk in boldness and confidence toward his throne of grace, knowing that he is our good father, the savior of souls, who replenishes all who call on his name.